Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your host, Michael Boldea. And uh, another week has come and gone. Uh, more things are occurring, uh, both within these United States and uh, without these United States, because uh, I, I get the predisposition to believe that Americans are the only ones on Earth or Americans are the only ones that matter. But there's, I don't know, six and a half billion more people on uh, this rock that are not Americans. And so sometimes uh, it's it's good to check in and see uh, how it's going for them. And for the most part, uh, let's just say that uh, the, the world is beginning to understand that everything is not rosy. The world is beginning to understand that everything is not copacetic. The world is beginning to understand that uh, hard times are on the horizon. Uh, I, I think the last people to understand this reality uh, will be the American populace. Some already are. Uh, some are beginning to figure it out. But by and large, uh, it's it's a lot like the people of Sodom, man, uh, or, or, or the people of Noah's day. They're just having fun. Uh, it's It's that whole YOLO mentality. If you don't know what that is, that means you're over 50 or you're not hip. Uh, YOLO is you only live once. That is what YOLO means. And some people have taken it uh, as their life motto. Uh, it doesn't matter what the consequences of their actions are. It doesn't matter how horribly uh, they mess up. Nothing matters because, well, you only live once. So, allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. It is coffee, black, made here in the office. Uh, And then we're going to get into a couple of things. Um, Give me a second. (sighs) Mighty fine coffee. Um, Anyway, what I wanted to talk about today, uh, what, what, what I think we need to acknowledge is the current state of the American church. Because if we are to hold out any hope for a reformation, if we're to hold out any hope for repentance, uh, then the vehicle that will drive that repentance will have to be the church the vehicle that will drive that repentance will have to be the people of God. And so the question begs to be asked, what exactly is the church doing? Well, other than a pastor uh, in Atlanta saying that he was going to start growing weed on the church's land because, as he put it, It'll teach uh, the young men of the church about economics, or as uh, 
a rapper with a very limited education once said, it's all about the economy, man. It's all about the economy. So, yes, a pastor in Georgia wants to grow weed because nothing says Jesus like smiles on people's faces. Uh, I kid, but look, I, I think you're putting too much stock in the contemporary church. You're putting too much stock, uh, not in their ability, but in their willingness to pursue righteousness and all that that entails in order to see revival. I mean, I have my own opinion as far as end-time revival is concerned, because if you read the words of Paul, it's not an end-time revival that he said we should look for. He says... uh, These things will not happen. The Lord will not return until the falling away comes first. So what happens when the church is looking for a revival and the Bible says there will be a falling away? How do we reconcile the two? How do we make sense of it? That's my question. And I know that I'm I'm throwing, uh, you know, water on your fire, as it were. Uh, I'm trying to put out the flame of your expectation. But we have to submit to the word and will of God. We have to read it and see in it what it says, not what we hope it will say. Uh, I found this funny because that's just my sense of humor. But an artificial intelligence chatbot wrote an article on why Joel Olstein is a heretic. I thought it was hilarious, just the idea of it. But let's get into it a little bit, because even even artificial intelligence sees the flaw in the man's theology. Apparently, a bunch of people in Houston don't, though, because, yeah, this is my Bible. I wave it around and never read it. Uh. So, in what may be the world's first discernment article, Written by artificial intelligence. Uh, This is uh, from a chatbot that was introduced to the public earlier this week. And it can formulate scripts, give facts, spit out code, write jokes, uh, explain technical concepts, and write essays. So uh, this, this AI is a smart cookie. It was created by OpenAI, the same makers of Dolly I, image generator that we've uh, that, that people like using. It's uh, more technically advanced than anything else previously released. And so someone, uh, you know, decided to ask this artificial intelligence to write an article about why Joel Osteen is a heretic, and. Uh, what this thing came up with uh, included scripture passages that uh, refuted Joel Osteen's take on scripture. So uh, Joel Osteen, pastor of Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, has been labeled a heretic by many due to his teachings and beliefs. Here are a few reasons why. And again, this was written by Artificial Intelligence. Osteen has been criticized for his prosperity gospel, which teaches that God wants to bless believers with material wealth and success. This contradicts the fundamental Christian belief that early possessions or earthly possessions 
are fleeting and that true wealth is found in God and his kingdom. Number two, Osteen has been accused of downplaying the importance of sin and the need for repentance. In his sermons and teachings, he often focuses on the positive and encourages believers to focus on their blessings rather than their shortcomings. This goes against the Bible, which clearly states that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23, and that repentance is necessary for salvation, Luke 13.3. Do you understand that this AI, this, this artificial intelligence, has more discernment and wisdom than most Christians in America today? Why are you picking on Americans? Well, it's, this, this is where everything bleeds out from. This is the epicenter. This is the brain trust of heresy. I know you don't like hearing this, but it's the truth nevertheless. America is the brain trust. It's the heartbeat of all these lunatic ideas that, that are birthed here. Then they expand throughout the world and hardworking, well-meaning pastors in places like Africa or Romania or Russia or Ukraine or wherever have to fight this nonsense along with taking care of their families and earning their daily bread with the sweat of their brow because they don't have Joel Osteen money. They're not rolling in it. They're, they're scraping by with working and pastoring because they were called to do it. Then the people they pastor, the people they shepherd over, don't have two nickels to rub together. And then you have Joel Osteen's beaming face on every book cover going, Hey, you're supposed to be blessed. You're supposed to be rich. Look at me and my Bugatti. My Bugatti. And, and people are like, well, Pastor, why aren't we rich too? And then this man takes the time from his busy schedule of, of, of going and, I don't know, mining diamonds in, 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 in some dust pit to bring his congregation back to the word and say, hey, what, what this guy's teaching, white teeth notwithstanding, isn't biblical. So yes, this is where it begins. And it gets adopted by a lot of preachers and a lot of teachers in third world nations, it gets seen by a lot of sheep who begin to question their shepherds because they ain't rich. So the artificial intelligence has more discernment than most Christians. Number three, Osteen has been criticized for his lack of emphasis on doctrine and theology. In his book and teachings, he often focuses on self-help and motivational themes rather than deep theological concepts. This has led, to some, has led some to accuse him of being more of a motivational speaker than a pastor. Well, if the shoe fitteth, as they would say in the King James vernacular, indeed, brethren, if the shoe fitteth. Number four. Osteen has been accused of being a false teacher, leading people astray with his unorthodox teachings. In Matthew 7.15, Jesus warns of false prophets who come in sheep's clothing but are really wolves in disguise. 
Osteen's teachings, which deviate from traditional Christian doctrine, could be seen as fitting this description. Again, artificial intelligence wrote this, not somebody with a, you know, axe to grind, not somebody with a bone to pick, not someone that's leaning towards a certain denomination. In conclusion, Joel Osteen's teachings and beliefs have caused many to label him a heretic. His prosperity, down, his prosperity gospel, downplaying of sin and repentance, lack of emphasis on doctrine and theology, and potential status as a false teacher all contribute to this label. Thank you, artificial intelligence. Because apparently, we don't have any organic intelligence. We've made this man millions of dollars, and he still pastors a church of I don't know how many. So when, when you know, organic intelligence is uh, hard to come by, we have to come up with artificial intelligence to tell us that something smells hanky. Now, uh, I'm sure you've heard of uh, the, the, the gentle giant female basketball player uh, that got arrested in Russia because, hey, laws don't mean nothing to me. So she got popped with weed. They, they sentenced her to I don't know how many years of prison. But fret not, if you were concerned that you would not hear her melodic voice say how horrible a place America is, uh, we made a trade. The administration of one Mr. Robinette Biden uh, has exchanged or traded uh, one Brittany Grinder or Griner, I don't know how you say it. I know that you're not concerned about women. That's why you don't learn their names. No, I'm not concerned about this woman in particular. If she is a woman, then them's his mighty big hands is all I'm going to say. But anyway, she's been traded for a convicted arms dealer named Victor Bout. Now, also in a Russian gulag is a retired Marine by the name of Paul Whelan. Evidently, he was not considered for the prisoner swap, and he was left behind in Russia because this individual who was sentenced for a drug charge was far more important than a former Marine. There you go. What tipped it? What tipped the scales? Was it her height? Her uh, self-identification as a lesbian? This is the world you live in now. This is what is happening in real time. A man in Florida was arrested for having intercourse with a dog in public before he destroyed a church nativity display in Clearwater. But you're telling me we're this close to revival. You can, you can smell it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep reading articles about what's happening in the church until you get it, until you realize that if there is a revival, it's not going to be widespread and national. It's going to be in your family or in your little town or in your small church. It's going to be very restricted. It's going to be very limited and be thankful for it if it happens. Hillsong Church. That's right, back to Hillsong we go. Because you know, for the longest time, they were the spearhead. They were the church through whom many believed revival would come. They were the church through whom many believed that a new generation of artsy-farty kids with septum piercings and face tattoos would deliver their interpretation of O Holy Night. Well, Hillsong Church does satanic Buddhist dance during Christmas service. I guess that's not what you were expecting from Hillsong. A recently unearthed video from Hillsong, Sweden, shows their Christmas service extravaganza featured a dance routine on the stage traditionally done to honor the Buddhist deity Quan Shi In incorporating the dance of a thousand hands into a service designed to worship Christ. Because why not? They were trying to reach out to the Hindu population of Sweden. There's like six Hindus in all of Sweden. So we have to reach them too. You leave the 99 behind and you go after the one Hindu. For reference, Quan Shi Yin, also known as some variation of Guan Yin, Guan Yim, Quan Yim, or Quan Yin, I know, say that three times fast, is the goddess of compassion, of mercy, and of kindness. Oh, gentle souls. According to legend, she vowed never to rest until she shaved, she, she shaved, oh, until she saved all unhappy beings, realizing that she could not do it as she was, the Buddha, gave her multiple hands and arms uh, to help so many shave. I kid. That one was on purpose. Oh, mercy. But what, what do you expect? It's Hillsong. I, it, it's like expecting theology from Joel Osteen. You should know by now. If you have expectations of Hillsong to be biblical, then you should probably have expectations of Joel Osteen to be uh, theologically accurate. <sighs> Naturally, this led the church led by senior pastors Andreas and Lena Nielsen to incorporate this bizarre dance routine into their Christmas service performed by members of Hillsong in the act of pure show and pageantry. Indeed. After a performance by the children's choir, one of the men is asked why he is so grumpy, told he needs to get down with the kids, promising to show him some moves. This transition to an Asian-inspired version of Drake's In My Feelings, because that's the only way you can relate to Jesus is by uh, singing Drake. Honestly, I've never heard a Drake song on purpose. I may have in the grocery store. I know what he looks like because there's a meme on Facebook where 
uh, it's the yes and no thing where, you know, uh, this I want. I, I know what the face is. But again, I, I'm not as hip as the kids in Sweden. So I, I've never listened to a Drake song on purpose. But apparently one of the lyrics is, Kiki, do you love me? I guess you're Kiki in this, just Jesus asking, I don't know. But the song was cleaned up and sanitized to exclude copious amounts of F-bombs, N-bombs, and sexually explicit language that this song features. See, they Christianized it. Everything's getting Christianized because they're realizing that you're a big demographic that has been untapped. So everything's the Christian version of something else. Have you noticed that lately? All, all of these, these, these third-rate actors that haven't been able to get a job in like two decades are now all of a sudden on the Jesus train going to choo-choo cash town. And they all got spiritual all of a sudden. And then three months later, they announced that they're going back to rehab. And you're thinking to yourself, but I thought you found Jesus. Yes, temporarily. Because some people use Jesus as a buzzword. Some people use Jesus as a means of gain. I hope you've gotten that through your skull. Because it's going to get worse. But there's a Christian version of something everywhere you look. And it's always, you know, done in a half measure. I, the, the words I wanted to use may have been interpreted as not wholly wholesome. But it's, it's half measure. It's never as good as the world's version, but we're supposed to take it because, hey, it's the Christian version. The Christian version of Terminator. Come with me if you want to live forever. Or something like that. I don't know. It was off the top of my head. But pretty good, huh? There you go. I just gave somebody a billion-dollar idea. The Christian version of Terminator. Come with me if you want to live forever. Wow, that's catchy. That really is. I'm surprising myself today. So, while the troupe dances, and you can find this on the interwebs, they have the same hand and finger positions as the goddess depicted in the portrait statues and graven images of her. A large lotus is featured prominently in the background screen, the, na- the same as Quan Shi In. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm sure you expected more of Hillsong, but uh, they aim to disappoint. What's next? Oh, uh, I, I remember back in the early 90s that this guy got outed, but apparently he hasn't quit. Because uh, sheep fleecing is easier than uh, roofing. Sheep fleecing is more profitable than uh, becoming a plumber, I guess. Pastor, and I use this term loosely, and having done the air quotes, David E. Taylor claims followers can see Jesus and God to face at his Zoom conference. Let that sink in, kids. 
So I don't know why you're wasting your time listening to this. You could be seeing Jesus and God the Father face to face. Now, granted, I don't charge you money for the wisdom that, that spills forth unhindered from my lips. But I can't promise to show you Jesus and God on a Zoom call either. So, uh, you know, it may be worth it. That's all I'm saying. Consider, count the cost. Pastor David Taylor is known for his name it and claim it, faith, healing, and prosperity gospel antics. Yes, I, I remember seeing pictures of the guy with like crutches and stuff. Uh, I, someone who I'm, I'm, I'm choosing not to name gave him a platform and uh, quickly uh, rescinded the offer when he realized the guy was uh, just a nut or butter. So the ministry, and I use that term loosely, has been good to Mr. Taylor in that his ministry recently purchased an $8.3 million Tampa mansion. That's right. Let that sink in too. $8.3 million Tampa mansion. Oh, the Lord is good. Now, this man self-identifies as an apostle and he claims that in 1997, he was given the kings to the kingdom of heaven by Jesus in a face-to-face -face appearance in a dream. See, and this is, this is where the analytical mind has to step in and wonder, did he lend the keys to heaven to the pink-haired lady that says we're going to have pet dinosaurs? Did he rent the keys to her, or did he just open the door, let her walk through, and then when she was ready to come out, she gave a, you know, one of those secret knocks, like tap, 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 and then he opened the door again. Because if he's got the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus gave them to him, how's the pink-haired lady getting in? Is there a back door? Is there a secret entrance? Inquiring minds want to know. And even if there was a back door, is it big enough to let your pet dinosaur through in case you were sent on a mission? Now, some of you are listening to this not knowing what we talked about last week, and you're scratching your head going, maybe the coffee's bad. No, there was a thing. There's a woman who claims to be a prophetess and who claims to have gone to heaven like, I don't know, 4,000 times. Uh, and, and she assures everyone that you get to pick your pet dinosaur or other animal, whatever animal you want as a pet in heaven. So the, does, does the dinosaur get, to get its own cloud? Will he get his own harp? Does the dinosaur know how to play the harp? That's a question, isn't it? That'd be kind of cool. Your pet dinosaur playing the harp on a neighboring cloud while you nap and eat grapes. And then David Taylor comes in and goes, how'd you get in here? I had the keys. I had the keys to the kingdom. 
How did you get in here with a pet dinosaur? Please don't eat on the clouds. You make crumbs. That would be interesting, would it not? Imagine. And I, I know I'm, 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 I'm giving the devil ideas here. But imagine a two-man show. Actually, it would be a, a one-man and one-woman show. Sort of like a, a, a team wrestling effort with the pink-haired lady and David Taylor. And each of them going back and forth on how many times they went to heaven and, and, and all the things they saw there. That would be pay-per-view worthy. I mean, granted, not, 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 not as good as seeing Jesus and God on a Zoom call. Because let's face it, you can't, you can't get better than that. Unless maybe next year he promises that Jesus will play the ukulele. Possibility. But you've, yeah, this, this is it. You've, you've reached the pinnacle here, kid. Not just Jesus, but special appearance by God the Father on a Zoom call. So let's let's continue with this. But I there's just so many questions. There's just so many things I want to know. And you know what? The fact that this man's quote unquote ministry able to purchase an $8.3 million Tampa mansion, mansion tells me there's a lot of people that believe that this man has the keys to the kingdom of heaven that were given to him by Jesus in a face-to-face dream and also that it is very likely Jesus and God the Father will make an appearance on his Zoom call. Half of me doesn't want to do this. The other half knows that I have to. I'm not trying to kill your dream of revival. I'm showing you what the modern day church is so that you might understand your dream of revival doesn't have the requisite components to come to pass. As long as the children of God and and ministries continue to pull out this sort of drivel, and as long as the sheep believe it, how how can there possibly be a revival? What it's it's the godly continue to believe that this man has the keys to heaven, and the godless find their way in the dark to the light. I'm gonna I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna finish. This is me being strong. I'm gonna finish. Taylor has parlayed the alleged experience to sell his book, Face-to-Face Appearances from Jesus. Wow, so there was more than one, apparently. It's just that on one trip, he got the keys to the kingdom. Can you jingle the keys 
on your Zoom call, please? Is that too much to ask? Before Jesus and God make an appearance, can you please jingle the keys? Just a little bit. Just jingle, jingle, jingle. These are the keys. And then the pink-haired lady goes, no, they were stolen from my pocket. I just got back from heaven 15 minutes ago. I Tell me how, how is this not a farce? People believe it as truth. Enough people that they were able to buy an $8.3 million mansion. Well, Brother Mike, it seems like you're a little jealous, because why do you keep mentioning the mansion? No, not jealous at all. I'm just flabbergasted that this man was able to rake in $8.3 million. And that he thought it would be a good investment for the kingdom of heaven, hallelujah, to buy a mansion with it. If you want to have a little giggle, look up uh, his uh, court transcripts on YouTube. Because he was getting, uh, he had to give a deposition on uh, all the money that he spent. And apparently uh, he has a penchant for Gucci. And uh, he was explaining how he needed, what was it, like 53 grand in Gucci suits because he sweats a lot. It's, it's ridiculously humorous and also depressing and sad because somebody is financing his lifestyle. He didn't start a business. He's not the CFO, COO, or, or whatever of Apple or Amazon. Every penny that went into this mansion came from somebody that was hurting, somebody that was in pain, somebody that needed healing, somebody that was hoping against hope that they would find resolution to their problem. And then they ran across him. And he promised them that all you really need to do is send in a little gift. All you really need to do is show Jesus that you really want him to act on your behalf. Monsters like this exist. And the modern day church is full of them. I know we have a laugh or two, because I, I can't. It's, it, it's like guys who go to war. Talk to anyone that's, that, that's been... In, 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 a, in a war theater that, that, that has, has actually been to war and go, hey, uh, do, do you guys joke a lot? You have to. Otherwise, your mind will break. But this is not really a joking matter. This is not something. $8.3 million mansion all collected from, from, from desperate people. And now, these are uh, the promises that uh, not a one will be fulfilled, but people aren't going to ask for a refund because that's the way it works. So if, if, you, if you pay to go into this Zoom call, you will learn how to deepen your intimacy with Christ, meet Christ face-to-face, in person, 
experience multiple appearances from him on a lifetime basis, become more prosperous in every way, fulfill your calling and destiny. I love that buzzword. Everybody uses it. And every cat mom, every time you, you slap her across the forehead with perhaps your destiny is to be a mom and a wife, oh, you should see. You should see because everyone thinks that their destiny is to be a priestess and a queen. I'm supposed to lead the nations or not. I mean, you asked me, you know, what do you think my destiny is? I told you, start out with being a good wife and a good mom. If there's more to be had, God will let you know. If that's all that's to be had, that should be very fulfilling. Look, I honestly, I, I have no aspirations in this world other than to be a good husband and a good father. That God has called me to ministry is something different altogether. If God says tomorrow quit, I I I don't I don't know that that I I write a letter saying uh I gotta go. If He says quit, I boogie. Because it's not about me; it's about obedience to God. And if I'm no longer of use, if He no longer needs me then I'm fulfilled in my desire to, to, to follow after him like any other normal Christian, be a good dad and a good husband. I'm not looking to win the nations to cry, brothers, I need a private jet to win the nations. Shut up. You don't need an $8.3 million Tampa mansion to win the nations either. But there is a sucker born every minute. And anytime anyone tries to point to the fact, hey, you're being suckered. Brother, I don't receive that. I believe that that's just being judgmental and jealous of, of a man's ministry who can call face-to-face -face meetings with God the Father and Jesus. Have you ever? No, I haven't. That being said, neither did Moses. Moses got a glimpse of God's back. This guy's claiming face-to-face -face meetings. No alarms going off? When the apostle... <laughs> oh, well, well, okay, maybe I was wrong. Not technically. But I said he had no, no means of income other than fleecing the flock. Technically, he does. He has a 24-hour dream interpretation hotline. So if you have a burrito dream and you think it means something, you can call 24-7 and get an interpretation to your dream. Of course, contra cost, because nothing's free in this world. So technically, his he, he, he doesn't have a sole stream of income, which is getting sick old ladies to send him their pensions. He also have a, has a 24-7 uh, dream interpretation hotline. I dreamt I was in a chariot wearing a crown. What does that mean, Brother Taylor? Well, your destiny, sister. 
It means that your destiny is to rule the nations. But but I live in a double wide. You know what? Everyone begins at the bottom. Ah, come on, man. I'm turning into Joe Biden here. Come on, man. Is this really the level of intellect and intelligence of the average Christian? Because if it is, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I do know what to tell you, but I'm a nice guy and I won't. Because it's not a salvific issue. (laughs) My head hurts now. This has made my head hurt. Taylor likes to pose. (laughs) I told you. uh, I saw him with a bunch of crutches. (laughs) Taylor likes to pose with wheelchairs and medical devices that he claims belong to those who have been healed at his conferences. In a recent promotional video for his upcoming online conference, One Night with the King, is he going to do an Elvis impersonation? I, I, I may have to buy that if it's an Elvis impersonation. It's Black Elvis. Oh, man. In a recent promotional video for his upcoming online conference, One Night with the King, Taylor reiterated his ongoing claim to be a gatekeeper to Jesus. So so he's like uh the the Don King to Jesus's Mike Tyson. He's the hype man, he's the promoter. He's he introduces Jesus and Jesus walks in with the robe wearing gloves going, "Let me at him, let me at him." Is that it? Taylor reiterated his ongoing claim to be a gatekeeper to Jesus. In the fever pitch of the promotional video, which uh, sounds quite like a late night night television infomercial, no kidding, Taylor presented clear evidence that Jesus has indeed been in attendance at his previous conferences in the form of his definitive high-definition cell phone photo of Jesus on stage taken by one of the conference attendees. Jesus was in the audience. He's like, hey, Jesus, do you want to preach? And Jesus said, no. You know what, David? I'm here to listen to you. You preach, David. You preach. I, if I have an aneurysm, you'll understand why. There's, there's, there's a friend of mine. <laughs> and it, it would likely, again, if it wouldn't kill me uh, in the first episode, it would be a little funny. Uh, he said I should do like a live reaction to some of the things these prophets and prophetesses say. Just, just listen for 15 seconds and then just do do a live reaction based on what they said. It may be funny to you, but I'd probably die of an aneurysm within an episode. Because these people are insane. And dinosaurs and keys to the kingdom. And and here I am, just a, a, a lowly fat guy wearing a hoodie, sitting in an office in Wisconsin, trying to tell you about Jesus. I need to up my game. You know what? Join my Zoom, and not only will you see him face to face, 
you'll get a free ride on his spaceship. Huh? Beat that, David Taylor. Come on, people. We can't. We can't. Are we this gullible? Are, are people to date this gullible that by the words this man says and using birds buzzwords like destiny, he was able to amass a big enough fortune to buy an $8 million house or mansion or whatever it is? Because I'm betting you he's not driving a Hyundai either. So yes, Jesus showed up, but he said, no, David, you take the floor. Someone got a picture of it, though. So there's that. Are we really? See, because I I, I started this this program out with with very little hope of, of revival in America based on the condition of the church. Having gone through this, I'm now in the negative territory. I need something uplifting just to break me even. But wait, there's more. At this year's conference, which can be viewed online only, Taylor says that he has covenanted with God to make big things happen. And and here is where I, 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 I have to agree. He has covenanted to make his bank account get fatter. I don't know. Maybe he needs a vacation home away from his vacation mansion. I hear Fiji's nice. The promotional video promises that this year will be even greater than last year's Zoom. Listen to this. Because uh, just, just buyer beware, if it doesn't happen the way he says, it's not David's fault. Because Jesus promised, listen to the wording here. Jesus promised that when you're watching online, he's going to make a personal visit to your home. And walk through it in order to bring healing and release of the supernatural open heavens to your entire house for the next year. How amazing is this? But it gets better. Shamwow, tell me how. But wait, there's more. Jesus told Apostle Taylor that the greater one, the Father... It's coming to visit you. My mind being what it is. Me making connections the way I do. I could just imagine someone sitting there watching one of these Zooms. And at that exact moment, a burglar breaks in. And the person watching the Zoom turns and goes, Lord, is that you? My my heart's broken. What do you want me to say? People believe this. 
people actively putting in their credit card numbers for whatever amount of money this man charges because they want the Lord to make a personal visit in their home and walk through it and bring healing and relief. And that's an ah, that's another one of those buzzwords, isn't it? Release and destiny. Destiny and release. And eventually people get so confused, they release their destiny. They walk out on their marriages and leave their kids behind because their destiny is to be a voice to the nations. See, it's not funny. But you can't help but make light of it. So, if you do decide to go on this uh, particular ride, just remember, if Jesus doesn't show up, if God doesn't show up, it's, it's not on, on the Apostle Taylor's shoulders. It's Jesus that promised he would. So, uh, you know, blame Jesus for not showing up. And that's another tact that these people use that I find reprehensible. Whenever something they promise doesn't come to fruition, it's never that they lied. It's always that God didn't keep his promise for whatever reason. And so people begin to get bitter not at this thing promising them that Jesus is going to ask for a walkthrough, but at God for not keeping up his end of the bargain. Hey, I donated to your apostle. David's living high on the hog. He's got an $8.3 million mansion in Tampa. Lord, I helped make that happen. Why aren't you answering my prayers? You said you would. No, he didn't. A con man lied to you. And because you didn't spend enough time in the Word, and because you didn't spend enough time in prayer, and because rather than looking for the will of God in your life, you were looking for the easy out, this con man got his hooks into you. And he bled you for every penny that you had. So if you're going to blame anyone, don't blame God. It's not his fault. God never promised to show up at your house. Jesus never promised that he was going to do a walkthrough. So rather than pay whatever this this Zoom call costs, Take that money and go buy somebody's groceries for the week. Go to your local grocer. Spot an old lady and an old man. It doesn't matter what, what nationality. It doesn't matter what skin color. It doesn't matter how thankful they'll be once you do it. Let, let God lead you into picking somebody. Get behind them in line, and when they get ready to pay, goes, I got this. 
you'll have far more of a reward in heaven doing that than you ever will getting on a Zoom call with David Taylor hoping that Jesus comes and visits and brings dad along. This is where we are. Were that it were not so. But you know what the old saying is, if wishes were horses, we'd all have stables. You can't deal in what could be or what you hope will be, but in what is. And just to put a little icing on this uh, fecal cake, there is a woman who is a priestess in the Anglican Church of North America. And in an op-ed to the New York Times, this woman named Tish Harrison Warren has come out to defend the practice LBGTQ matrimony by saying that Christians have a duty to ensure that gay people can be legally married. Can you tell me what gospel that's in, Madam Priestess? I'll wait. Show it to me. Not the machinations of your deluded, befouled mind. Show it to me in the Bible. Show me that biblically you're allowed to be a priestess even. So uh, let's, let's throttle back on that whole uh, revival is only a day away thing. Because hmm? I've got more if you want. Listen to or read some of the things that, that I guess she's uh, oh, the, the the, the Presbyterian version of uh, Beth Moore. Her name, you can look these people up. I'm not making it up. I wish that I were. I wish it was all in jest. I wish it was all in fun. Amy Bird is her name. Look up some of the things that are coming out of her maw. Again, the Presbyterian version of Beth Moore. But hey, you know what? She has a destiny. And so does uh, Tish Harrison Warren. And so do all of these people that bring shame to the household of faith. Their destiny, however, is to be the harbingers of God's judgment. And um, they're doing great at it. So... If you want awakening, uh, make it a smaller circle. Begin with you, your family, your neighbors, your kids, your grandchildren, your grandparents. Because this uh, global wave of revival and awakening. See, I can even do the treble on my voice. Huh? Where's my $8.3 million mansion? 
that, that, that global wave that everyone's <gasps> hyperventilating over, it ain't coming. But judgment is. And with that, Gino, my friend, uh, if you're somewhere out there, feel free to chime in. Uh, because I, for one, am done for the day. Lord willing, we'll see you again next week when I'm sure we'll have many more stories of uh, very spiritual people doing very spiritual things. God bless you, and thank you for your prayers. Gene, you there? Yep, thank you, Mike. Well, I know I study the news quite a bit, but Mike's definitely got more insight on what's going on than me. I'm... I'm just amazed that these leaders get clout, form of support. I'm amazed that Joel Osteen gets lauded as a great leader and people really doing God's work, really obeying God, really following God, many times are maligned or put down or and and it's just kind of like a, a stench of celebrity Christianity, you know. And Mike laid it out well. What does the word say? In the last days, there'll be a what? Falling away. It's what we see a lot of. We see a lot of leaders in the church have gone after money and and wealth and and they're they're good at money management, very poor at knowing the Bible. And it's the same thing in my field of Christian music. You know, several artists come out okay with gay marriage. They've come out lauding our progressiveness, and I could name them. Uh, But it's just where we're at, and we have to really fight for the faith in America. Fight hard to uphold the truth and... There's a remnant of God, but let me tell you what, there's also an apostasy going on. And the hearts of many are growing cold. Lots of people are not loyal and committed to the things of God. And so I think Mike laid it out well. I think he shared a lot of things that you normally don't hear on the news, but Phil Songs, uh, they've done a whole TV expose of that. And You know, the word says, your sin will find you out. How true is that? Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are